please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail. And I've got my whole monorail family sitting here at the table with me in the room and one at the virtual table on the magical Monday morning monorail video hotline. Let's start by introducing those that I could actually physically reach out and poke. Who am I poking? <laughs> I don't know. What's your name? Um, Alexander Hamilton. No, that's not it. Oh. Uh, ch uh, chicken. Chicken. <laughs> chicken. Yeah, that's it. Happy Halloween, chicken. You're still wearing your Halloween merch, but it's November 1st. It's Christmas season now. No. Get with the program. Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, welcome back, Garrett Monorail. Number two on the introduction list is giving me a weird look across the table. Who are you? No more. No more Christmas. Christmas is over. No more Christmas. Nope. Christmas hasn't started What's yet. your name? It has just You begun. don't. Don't even start. Just forget about it. <laughs> Wait, I'm your so name tired. is No More? No More No Ma. <laughs> You're No Ma. Gassia Para. Oh my gosh. I'm so mad at Christmas right now. McKenna, Merry Christmas Monterey. No! Is here with no. us today. No. And lastly in the room. Samantha Monterey. Samantha Monterey. How are you, Samantha Monterey? I'm in the Christmas Stop. spirit. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. All I gonna... want for Christmas no. is shoes. Justin, I'm going to lose my mind. That's a hint, by the way. I would imagine we're probably going to watch Elf today. Is no. that true? <laughs> Y'all, dad got <laughs> me Elf cereal. It's time to start watching Elf. Ooh. When? Elf cereal? Yesterday. What? I bought it yesterday. That's a thing. On Halloween? I did. That's oh disrespectful. <laughs> you know, I'm not put, against Christmas, they, but that's... Good. Well, now I'm so angry. I'm so angry. Let's round out the Monday morning monorail crew by introducing the jolly one himself, Landon the ah. Dawes Doan. Merry Christmas, Landon. Welcome to the monorail. Oh, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. It's me, Landon, coming to you I'm from the isolation me. station of love. Also, I'm the jolly one. Are you like low key calling me fat? No, you're just the one with in the good spirits. <sighs> You? Well, yes, because I am in the good spirits. Hey, now that has a double meaning. <laughs> also, uh, speaking of toys, you'll probably hear her through the entire episode. Zoe got a new squeaky bone, and she's very, very excited. So I apologize, in, like I just said, I apologize in advance. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. People love it. it. It's the natural atmosphere of a podcast. <laughs> We're recording at home. We're not in a studio. These things happen. Sometimes we have cats jump on the table. Sometimes they jump on love seats and have explosive diarrhea while we were recording. It happens. Guys. I'm still so mad you didn't post that audio. <laughs> uh, we don't need to talk about it. On here. That was all. I really wish I had kept the raw audio of because you couldn't hear no. him, but our reactions to it. Were, it was pretty amazing. And of course, it was Kevin, cousin Kevin's first time on the show. He was in the room with us. And he was like speechless. 
I can't believe Ringo did that. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. But these things happen on the yep. podcast. It's the ambiance that you've known to come and love. Yeah, that's right. Well, welcome back, everyone, to the Monday Morning Monorail. Guess what? It's a regular show today. Whoa. Yay. Yeah, That's we're going crazy. back to the format. It's episode 132 of the Monday Morning Monorail Good podcast. It's get, is it getting old yet? <laughs> Are you tired of us yet? <laughs> um, it is November 2nd, 2020. Tomorrow's election day. Go out and vote, people. Oh, my gosh. Please go vote. Go vote. If you haven't done it, I know that the, the early voting numbers were through the roof. I think it was over 90 million. That's amazing. I'm hoping for... Mm record turnouts thank you all if you voted go vote it doesn't matter what you are standing for what side you're on just go vote just go vote that's all we're saying please everyone here has already voted right landon yep i was able to take part in early voting uh speaking of record turnouts here locally in knox county for the majority of early voting there were like lines and lines Mm. and lines and in some instances the place where i normally go downtown west Two lines in opposite directions, hour plus wait for most of the early voting period. It's amazing. So, yeah, people definitely want to get out and rock the vote. So do, mm-hmm. do people still say rock the vote? I think we should bring it back. I, yeah, okay, all right. I think they do. Rock the vote. It, it's it's better than uh, Diddy's voter die campaign. Y'all remember <laughs> yeah, that? I do. I do. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, I like the rock the vote. It's a throwback to the old MTV VJ days, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, VJs. Pokemon, go to the polls. Yeah, I was <laughs> oh, waiting. Gosh. waiting. Talk about trying a little bit too hard. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, it is. Tis the season to voice your opinion and vote. Participate in democracy. Do it. It is uniquely American. <laughs> Sam Eagle would be proud. But yes, we're going to kick off today's show with Walt Disney World news, as we have done in the past. Segment two, we're going to finish our virtual walk around the world showcase. Finally, we started this in March. It's taken forever. Are you sure we're going to finish it? Because like you said, based on our track record, I don't know. Something could could come up between now and the second segment. It's true. We may just talk forever on the news. We started this in March. We did. And things kept happening. Like, I was trying really hard to make sure we didn't do one without Kevin and Landon to participate. Like, I didn't want to, I wanted the whole crew to be there. It was trouble scheduling. We couldn't, Wait. Kevin, Kevin didn't want to do it because he was Kevin? like, yeah, who's Kevin? Kevin got Thanos snapped. He got Thanos snapped. But also, like, there were times that he's like, Morocco's a walkthrough for me. I don't really want to do this one today. And we're like, dude, you have to do it. So, scheduling conflicts and the like. It took forever, but we're going to finish it up today because we deliver on our promises. This is one of those things, like if one of us had like unfortunately vanished between now and when we finished the World Showcase Pavilion virtual walkthrough, like we would have like, if something unfortunate happened, we died and got hit by a bus. Wait, hold on, hold on. We would have been lost spirits. Cursed to walk the earth forever because we didn't complete our duty. I don't know. One of us did vanish. Well, Kevin did. He may be a lost spirit. I think I'm going to end up being a lost spirit because I have so many unfinished things and projects. So I'm just going to end up... There are some that I can't even accomplish anymore. I never completed my sword made of Red Bull cans. Ooh... (laughs) I want to be the coolest ghost ever. Dang it, I wish you dropped that last week because that's what I totally would have gone gone as for Halloween. (laughs) I do need to finish my sword. You should. 
Yes. Uh, I'm not with sh- all sincerity, that's awesome. What, what's your costume? I'm Red Bull Sword. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, what kind of sociopolitical message are you trying to send with a sword made of Red Bull cans? Energy drink warrior! <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to be all of McKenna's unfinished projects no, next please year don't. for Halloween. They haunt me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it already works. You're terrified. <laughs> Before we move on, I do have a question. Since yesterday was Halloween, what are your least favorite Halloween candies? What do you think? Almond Joy. Mm-hmm. Anything Almond- with coconut. Almond Joy. Peanut, yeah, peanut butter is not great. I'd eat it, but it's not great. Um, Get out of here. <laughs> you leave me alone. Like um, peanut butter like Reese's Cups. Um, I don't like Reese's Cups. Well, McKenna just got Thanos snapped. <laughs> Bye-bye, McKenna. My my answer would be different last year, but definitely anything orange. Yeah. Anything with orange flavor. Because your taste buds my have been taste messed broke, up. And it, it makes me want to throw up when I eat orange. Okay. Yeah, orange is gross. What? Are there orange Halloween candies typically? I guess like, runts or like yeah, dots, runts. bottle caps, gunworms. Yeah, you're right. Halloween okay, okay, I get it. I'm totally wrong. There are orange Cause, candies. Cause Halloween Kit Kat is a thing. I, I bought some candy uh, for the zero trick or treaters I got this year, and I accidentally got Halloween Kit Kats. I thought, okay, all right, I'm sure they're just spooky on the on the outside wrapping. No, they are orange, but they're, they're not orange flavored, are they? No. They taste a little different. Okay. I don't know if it's just because I look at it. It's like, this doesn't look like how it should, or if it actually does taste different. Or like Garrett, he he, he tastes orange, apparently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, Halloween Kit Kats are a thing. Yeah. I think it's white chocolate I think dyed right. orange, might be right. and that's yeah. why it tastes different. The, I like the white chocolate Kit Kats. Yeah. Although I like normal Kit Kats. Well, of course I asked this question to you all because I have an answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? You remember those hard Mary Jane candies that are like, they're almost like a rectangle of uh, like crunchy yeah. butterscotch or something? Oh, yeah. Did those get those you, are disgusting. Did those I, get you high? Did you get high yeah, off of them? Yes, they got. I don't, don't like those. I don't like them. I also don't like where they bit of honey. I don't like those. They're okay. No, those there, are gross. There were ones that were similar shape that were black and white striped, but I don't even remember what flavor oh, they were. Those yeah. weren't bad. Yeah, I like those. I don't the- like those. And then finally, candy corn. Disgusting. Candy corn I is like one of the best. <laughs> but I haven't had it in a long time, so I probably need to try it again before making... Candy corn's just sugar. No, it's oil. It's it tastes like sugar. oil. No, it doesn't. To me, it does. I don't like I'll say candy corn and to echo McKenna anything with coconut, and Zoe apparently agrees. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's I having like- a good time. Don't bother Oh, me. she's having a blast. <laughs> Let me tell you. This is a preview for my next 72 hours, just nonstop. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh well, it's. I, I mean, it just—it's the sound of of a puppy's joy in your house. This is the, I mean, this is the season for joy. This is the season. For- oh, I think <laughs> it is true. <laughs> I'm still celebrating Halloween until I'm chained up and forced to celebrate Christmas. Who's gonna do oh, that? I'm so over it. What is Santa gonna is get that- like fed up with you not celebrating Christmas? That oh, sounds. No. I'm gonna get kidnapped by Santa. No, it sounds kind of Charles Dickensy. Like you're gonna be like Marley and Marley. Marley up. and Marley. It's, it's an American Dad episode. <laughs> Marley and Marley. Dang, Wait, no. I want to celebrate Christmas. But You're so Scrooge. You are Scrooge. Yeah. yeah. You're just now figuring this out, Garrett. Yeah. And then you're going to get haunted. Okay. I am haunted. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, more. Let's get to the Walt Disney World news, shall we? I'm kicking today off with some news of change. We shared this on the Monday Morning Monorail Family Group a couple days after the news came out, mostly because I knew it was going to be a bummer to a lot of people, but 
You know those gateways that are over the road as you enter the Walt Disney World Resort property? Yeah. For some reason, they're getting refurbished. Hmm. That doesn't bother me. Well, I don't know why. I just don't know why they're doing it. Do you think it's... Okay, well, let me first let me tell you the story, and then we'll talk about well, it. Well, they don't have any money, and they're laying everybody off, so why are they doing it? Right, it seems like yeah, maybe they could save some, save some coin on not doing this right now, yeah. but on October 26th, this was in the Disney Parks blog, they said, starting today, the gateways to the Disney Vacation Kingdom are about to get some pixie dust as we begin to adorn them with a new color palette that complements the recent royal makeover of Cinderella Castle at Magic Kingdom. The rendering above gives you a first glimpse, and there is a picture. You can go oh, see it on see it. Disney Parks blog. Uh, gives you a glimpse of what the entrances will look like when they're finished. In addition, you'll see these colors appear on the Magic Kingdom Park Auto Plaza as we begin a new shimmer to that iconic entryway. So it's going to get updated as well. This is what it looks like. And it really, actually, the funny thing to me, if you look at it, it looks more like the it old school like the Cinderella castle. Old castle, yeah. yeah that's 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 great. It's gray, gray and, blue. and blue, and that's not what Cinderella's castle looks like anymore. Well, there is some, but it's got a lot of pink. There's no pink it's on this reefer. Pink. It's mostly pink and like gold. Yeah, mostly pink. There is some gold on this new archway. Here's the thing: <laughs> the cat is trying to tear down the wall in the house. Um, I mean. I, I like the way that it looks now. I'm not really against this. It's no big deal. And they're still going to have like Mickey and Minnie on either side, the same characters that are there today. But here's the question. <laughs> Ringo, cut it out. Man, the animals are just taking over this episode. <laughs> here's the question, though. If they are going to do a refurb of the, the gateways, why not change the characters out? And if they were going to change the characters out, I have a couple suggestions. Me. Um, a what they're, what they're called, Porgs. Porgs. Exactly. <laughs> Porg on one side. No, 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 no. On the other side, Elsa. Yeah, there you go. No. I mean, because they use those two things for, like, everything now. Elsa and Frozen. No. If it was going to be a Star Wars thing, it would be Baby Yoda. Well, that's true. Maybe the Baby Yoda, but they do they do think it's hilarious to put Porgs everywhere. I love Baby Yoda. So do I. Did y'all see the new episode of Mando? It was oh, good. yeah. The whole time, I, every time Baby Yoda here, popped up me, on the screen, I was like, oh. Here, let me spoil like the Werner entire Herzog, episode. I want to see the child. Yeah. Here, let me ep- spoil the entire episode for our listeners. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did I did it. You were waiting for Got someone him. to stop you. No, I we were wait. like, do it. I, no, you guys And then Soylent the Green was people, too? Wow. <laughs> so... Anyways, um, I know that there are people that we, you know, are familiar with out there who don't like change, but who? I'm not going to say who. Jen and Frank. Oh, theme oh. Park Thursday with those Diz. I don't know who those people are. Um, I I don't know. I don't know, Landon, if you saw the picture. I think it's yep. I think it's fine. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. I mean, I think I prefer the current sign we have, and I'll echo a lot of what y'all said. I don't know. Why they're doing this, especially right now when, you know, uh, the purse strings are kind of tight, so to speak. But, I mean, it's fine. Yes. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I, I don't care. But I just, <laughs> I mean, they could have saved a little bit of money and uh, and just kept, not done this. <laughs> kept an additional employee on. Right. It, se- it seems like they're trying to have some continuity between the Gateway, the Magic Kingdom Entrance Plaza, and the castle, but that does that matter? No, it doesn't. They're no. not even that close not to really. each other. No. Yeah, I, not- I, I, 
If, if that's what they're going for, I think they're really overthinking this. And yeah, the gateway doesn't always lead to the yeah, magic kingdom. Yeah, it's not kingdom. just the that's magic exactly kingdom. right. So if they were mm-hmm. going to update the gateway to the whole resort, why not somehow incorporate all the parks? Remove the yeah. characters, add the park icons. Just that's make it a, not a bad idea. Just make it a tree of life. Animal oh. Kingdom's the only one. You that know matters. what? I would kind yeah. of be okay with that because the tree of life is gorgeous. Yeah. So, or they don't make think a, so are weird. They could make a gateway at every park when you're going in. Well, they, they do have one at the toll plaza. They, they well, did. yeah, but that's boring. It's toll. <laughs> <laughs> they should just make those big dollar signs. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. $25. And regardless of what the sign is going to look like, you still can't pull over and take a selfie. So exactly. Don't hey, do it. that's a good point. <laughs> You ding-dongs. Don't be pulling over and taking selfies. Right. I mean, they should just get rid of all arches. No! There are no more arches. We hate arches. Somewhere Ronald McDonald is terrified hearing (laughs) that. And St. Louis. There was a cry in St. Louis. (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, I I like the archways, so I I would like them to keep them, but I just don't. Why change it? I don't know. If they did ban archways, what would the solar McDonald's do? Uh, It would become like... Squared. I don't, Ooh, I don't have it. Square Donald. <laughs> Quote like Mitch Hedberg. They would be a McDonald that didn't participate in the arches. Yeah. Well, that's not what he says, but I, I also know. can't say what he said because this is a peachy podcast. I know. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next item of business. This is kind of the big one. The feature presentation of the news this week. There are some changes to how the virtual queue will work going forward for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance at Disney's Hollywood Studios. If you've been familiar with the way it's been working since they reopened in the COVID world, there are two times a day that you can attempt to enter the virtual queue to get a boarding group for Rise of the Resistance, 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. And you have to be in the park. Your whole party has to be in the park with you. You open up the app. As soon as it's time, you're racing your little fingers as quickly as they can through the My Disney Experience app to get a boarding group. And usually, the boarding groups are gone within like 30 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Both times, 10 and 2. So, people have been complaining that, you know, they go to the parks, they get there at 10 a.m., and then either they don't get a boarding group and have to wait till 2, or they get one that's like boarding group 40 and it's going to be several hours until they're ever called. Um, so it kind of messes with how you've planned your day. So Disney's responding to that in a, in this way. Basically what they're doing now is starting November 3rd, starting November 3rd. Today's the second. Tomorrow's the third Tuesday election day. Here's how it'll work. Guest with a valid ticket or annual pass and a Disney Park Pass reservation for the Hollywood Studios will be able to access the virtual queue system and check for an available boarding group starting at 7 a.m. on the day of their park reservation before you leave your Disney Resort or wherever else nearby you might be at the time. Just as we do today, the virtual queue will reopen daily at 2 for anyone who wasn't already able to join a boarding group. Note... Guests must be inside Disney's Hollywood Studios to access the second virtual queue opportunity and access the boarding group. So basically what they're doing is instead of a 10 a.m. you've got to be in the park, you can now try to get in the boarding groups at 7 a.m. from outside the park. As long as you have a park pass and a valid ticket for the day, 
you can do it. Hmm. So this is, it's a step in the right direction. It's not going to totally fix the problem, but it's a step in the right direction because the, the thing still is, if you don't get that boarding group at 7 a.m., you've got a park pass for Hollywood Studios that day. I mean, and I don't think, I mean, for, for people who are, are able to go more frequently, we're not basing our Hollywood Studios day around whether or not we get rides, but people who come in once, you know, maybe this is their shot at it once every five years or three years two, or two or even once a year, they might be planning their day based on riding rise. Mm-hmm. So if you don't get it, you're still stuck with the Hollywood Studios pass that day. Unless you're, I mean, there seems to be more availability if you're staying on property. Maybe you could switch cancel and switch to another park that morning. But I don't know. Well, I mean, what, what do you guys think? Is this a positive change? I don't know. I'm unsure on this one. I think this is a great addition. Uh, I, I like the fact that they've already opened an afternoon window. If you didn't get an initial boarding pass when they first opened up, you have another crack at it. But I love the the fact that now st- starting tomorrow, if you have that park pass and the reservation for the studios that day, you can be in your hotel room when you're getting up because like I know some people when they go on vacation to Disney World, they want to be up before the sun is up, standing in line, getting through security so they can start enjoying their day as soon as they have that option available to them. But I know some people like want to maybe kind of enjoy their vacation, not necessarily get up before the sun comes up, go get some breakfast. So that lets those people get a shot at rise of the resistance. And I, I hope this is something going forward for heck a lot of the big ticket items. Like I would, I would love it if they did this for flight of passage. If you have something, uh, a a reservation over at animal kingdom, because I mean, that's another one of those experiences and attractions that if you don't have that, uh, fast pass, well, you know, when Mm. fast pass exists or you're not there when the rope drop, uh, you can wait, 90 minutes, two hours, yeah. two and a half hours to ride that ride. Like I, I, I love this addition to rise of the resistance hmm. thoughts. Well, I mean, is it just going to be now people are getting up at 7am and trying to get a boarding pass mm-hmm. and it's going to run out at 7am and 30 seconds. Yes. You know? But at least you didn't have to get up, drive to the park Go mm-hmm. through security, find a spot, worry about Wi-Fi, worry about cell phone signal. You're going to be able to do this in your room or at home. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. can wake up at 6.55, roll over, start making your cup of coffee. 7 o'clock rolls around. You open the app and try and get your pass. Yeah. And I, I really enjoy waking up and just hanging out in the resort. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a, a big thing that I really enjoy. So getting up and just running out and going to the park immediately isn't as fun for me. In my mind, the, the thing that would just kind of bring this maybe to the point where it would be acceptable to most people is if you have a park pass for Hollywood studios and you have an AP or a valid ticket, you go to queue at 7am and you don't get it. You should have some sort of recourse to be like, well, if you didn't want to go to Hollywood studios now, we've got a little bit of reserve capacity over at Epcot or magic kingdom or animal kingdom. So you can switch to that. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just set aside a couple thousand, you know, extra for people who, because then you've got people who maybe the, you know, they're going to go to the uh, guest relations team and they're going to be like, I want to, you know, this is what I wanted to do at Hollywood studios. And me and my family traveled down here from, you know, Sheboygan, Iowa or something. And this is, this is once in every five years and this is what we wanted to do. And now we can't. So So here, go to animal kingdom. We'll give you a, 
an access pass so you can go front of line on flight of passage today or something. You know, why not? Yeah, it might work. We'll see. I mean, we're about to see. That's right. That is a absolutely good point. We have a park pass this Saturday for Hollywood Studios, so we're going to get to try this for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, la dee da over here, you park going <laughs> so and sos. <laughs> we'll be able to report back to you our success or failure after we try it out on Saturday. Right. So, yeah, and we'll see how it goes. But I, I don't know. I think at least it's they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to make steps in the right direction. So. I like that Disney is obvious. Obviously, they know they've got a problem and they're trying to figure out something to do about it. Yeah. The last thing I wanted to mention just on the news, and I'll mention it just really quick. The CDC announced this just this past week that they're going to, or they have, allowed the no sale restriction to expire on the cruise industry, which means as of October 31st, going into November 1st, so yesterday, technically, cruise ships can sail once again in American waters. Why? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I, I will tell you why. If you read the article, <laughs> oh if you read the article, the CDC wanted to extend it through February of 2021. The COVID task force from the White House put pressure on them to not do that. And so they let it expire. So that's the situation. But what that means is cruising is going to come back. You know, it's not going to be overnight. They're going to take some time, and probably initially there are going to be some cruises that happen without guests on them just to work out some procedures and protocols. But cruising is coming back, and one of the things that I would like to try at some point is going on a Disney cruise with you guys. I was able to do this a long, long time ago, but I would love to take you all. We've got some friends in the Disney community that are experts on Disney cruising. Our friends Tom and Michelle. Yep. I don't want to go on a cruise soon, though. I'm not saying right now, Garrett. (laughs) And so I thought it might be fun to have a chat with Tom and Michelle about Disney cruising and just talk about what that experience is like. And they had an even more unique experience in that they were in a Panama Canal cruise on a Disney cruise ship when all the everything broke loose with COVID. Mm. And I would love to talk to them a little bit about that because they probably experienced maybe a little preview of what things could be like cruising post COVID. So I, I have reached out to them. We've got a tentative plan to record with them next weekend. So we'll see how it goes. Okay. So before we wrap up segment one today, I want to mention one more thing on the parks and monorails, most magical hour this past Tuesday. Not only did we celebrate old man Frank's birthday, He's so old. but we also had a Ali Flores on the show and he was breaking the news. Cause this came out on Tuesday that Walt Disney World Entertainment was being hit hard as many other areas of uh, Walt Disney cast member um, functions were with the layoffs. And this has just been, you know, such a difficult time for so many of our cast member friends out there. So one of the things we wanted to do, first of all, if, you know, if you all were impacted by this, we're extremely sorry that this is happening to you and, we hope that things turn around soon and maybe this is just a temporary, you know, uh, layoff from the Disney company and you'll get to come back. But in the meantime, we know this is a, a time where you might be struggling and you might need a hand. So we wanted to uh, do a little shout out here for a couple of the organizations that are doing what they can to help cast members. So um, Landon, you you were going to 
look up the information for the, the it was like a cast member pantry. Do you have that ready for us? Yeah, I do. This was a organization started by a cast member who herself was furloughed, uh, and it is Cast Member Pantry. You can find it castmemberpantry.com. They got a Facebook group. They're standing in the gap, giving uh, and, and putting food on the table of those impacted by these furloughs and layoffs and stuff like that. Uh, also, um, if you don't want to go that route, uh, I would suggest donating to Second Harvest Food Bank of Central Florida. I, uh, In my day job at the Phil Show, I work very closely with the Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee, so I can vouch for this organization. They're an amazing, amazing organization that really do they're, they're able to stretch those pennies to get as much food possible to those who really need it. I know this is a Walt Disney World focused podcast, but I also want to uh, suggest if you're you know out there on the left coast, uh, look looking to donate into the Second Harvest Food Bank of Orange County, California as well. Uh, I can't speak highly enough of the Second Harvest Food Bank organization and. Um, yeah, this sucks. Uh, it sucked when the first round of layoffs and furloughs went out, and it continues to suck. And, I mean, like, going going to Disney World and Disneyland is a very cool, magical experience. But I don't know about y'all, but I feel personally where most of that magic comes from is from these cast members. So I do hope that this is just a uh, we'll see you later, not necessarily a goodbye situation. I hope these are just temporary. And once the world stops burning and we can get back to some semblance of normal, Walt Disney will reach out and bring back those people. Because I mean, it's like, like, like rise of the resistance is cool, but it's also awesome seeing all the actors that, that just walk down uh, Hollywood or whatever. And, and, and getting that fully immersive experience that, I mean, I haven't been down there since uh, the whole COVID thing started, so y'all might be able to speak more on this than I could. But it's like, I'm hesitant and and kind of leery at, at at the environment, and and I don't know if you will get that fully immersive experience as you would before, like the whole COVID situation started. And by reducing these cast members to fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer. I mean, that's 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 not going to help that situation. I understand, you know, D- Disney's business model wasn't built to sustain on running on such reduced crowds. And, you know, the world's literally on fire right now. But at the same time, it sucks. And if you can at all help these help these people out, give back for the magic that they gave you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. We. You know, I tweeted the same thing out this week, and we've said it in the past. The cast members are the ones that bring the magic. It mm-hmm. definitely feels like something's missing in the parks right now. Without the like citizens of Hollywood and the and the other very the shows Especially like so many of the Epcot, shows. Yeah. Epcot's mm-hmm. really like yeah the world it's showcase. So the world showcase for sure is it feels like something's missing. Yeah. And, and and I'll be honest, like, like I'm looking forward to going back to Animal Kingdom, but I'm going to be a little bit sad knowing that I won't be able to go see Festival of the Lion King. Right. Um, it, with Epcot, something is missing. Half of the park is not open. Well, that's true, too. But that's just physical structures. But, you know, if the people were there, like entertaining us, it wouldn't feel mm-hmm. like you were missing out on quite as much. So, yeah, it's OK. We're getting a refurbished sign. <laughs> I mean, come on, Disney yeah. Yeah. priorities. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know. So sorry, it a, it's a kick in the groin. For I sure, have to, I have to throw out my snide comment. That's I'm all done. Right. All right, we love y'all, cast members. We do, and if you can give, give what you can, and uh, definitely check out this uh, cast member pantry 
or the Second Harvest Food Bank or, or whatever else. Because you know what? It's not just cast members that have lost their jobs. Lots of people have lost their jobs during these difficult times, and we need to try to reach out and help those that we can. So um, thank you all f- so much for allowing us to share that information. And if you need more information, just let us know, and we'll, we'll help you um, get connected with whatever organization you are interested in. For now, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to Mexico. What? <laughs> Let's do it. Get your, pa- sure? get your passports ready. Stick with us. Welcome back to the monorail. It is now time for M34D. That's right. We haven't done this in a while. I'm so excited to bring it back. And of course, joining us for M34D is Landon the Dawes Doan. He's still with us, but this is like the segment we used to have just for him. But he's still here in what he calls the fun V. Mm Mm-hmm. Rest of the podcast is known as the humdrum V. Jay hates it when I refer to it like that. <laughs> <laughs> At least at this point, if people hear that, they're already halfway in. So, so. yeah, you already got their download. So, nanner nanner boo boo, stick your head in it. <laughs> That's right, Zoe. Well, today we are delivering on a promise we started long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. We are finishing our virtual walk through the World Showcase, reviewing all of the pavilions, not just day one, but all of the World Showcase pavilions, and we're wrapping it up. Finally. Finally, (laughs) on a high note, with the Mexico Pavilion. I think when we set this up a couple of weeks ago, I think, Sam, you might have said that maybe your opinion might differ from the rest of us, but I think a lot of us are going to say this is... Way up there in a lot of our World Showcase rankings. We'll see as we go. I mean, there's not really anything to do. What? (laughs) That is absolutely not true. Blasphemer. I knew that would get you guys. (laughs) And then um, after we get done specifically talking about Mexico, there is something I'm going to tack on here to put a nice bow on our World Showcase review, which was suggested by our friend Bob. Who is a he's a member of the Monday Morning Monorail family on the Facebook. He is our resident Disney themed cocktail creator. You'll see him post some things on there, and I'm shouting it out again because it actually caused him to post something this last week since I mentioned it before. So, Yay. Bob, it's time for another cocktail. Put it up there, buddy. Yeah, get to work, friend. <laughs> yeah, some of us might need a drink this week. That's right. We're gonna need a good one, a stiff one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we're going to we're going to talk about categories that you could rate each of the World Showcase pavilions in and then like combine those to find out where the pavilions actually ended up shaking out kind of in overall rankings based on that. I know I know what's going to go in first place for each category. We'll see, you may not. <laughs> All of them. All of them. <laughs> yeah. That's cheating, but I respect the dedication to the gimmick. Yeah, that's right. All right, so Mexico. Um, the first thing that you're going to notice, if you walked into World Showcase on the left-hand side, you passed the Odyssey, or you maybe you passed through the Odyssey, because you can do that. Go see the Epcot experience. Mm-hmm. 
And then you walk into Mexico and you are greeted by this giant temple that, like, basically the whole pavilion lives inside, essentially. It was built by aliens. No, it, that's the, no, you're thinking of the uh, different one? Pyramids? Pyramids. You're thinking of the pyramids. Yeah, these so were built were by these, Aztecs. Yeah, but Ma- Mayans, isn't it? Isn't it? This is Mayan? Aztec. Is it Aztec, Aztec or Mayan? This is Aztec. Okay. But I think I know what's built by Aztecs, oh, McKenna. I think you know. <laughs> but how did they lift those heavy blocks? Oh man, I it guess had we to never be could figure it an out. Alien spacecraft. Well, they were really strong. ET came strong like bull. <laughs> so, I'm gonna make an attempt at the name of the actual Aztec temple okay, that do this it. that this pavilion um, was modeled after. I think it's Quetzalcoatl. Doesn't sound right. Yeah. Yeah, I think you don't know what you're Kate's talking about. Kate's all Quetzalcoatl. Look at it. Okay. I thought it was, was Quetzalcoatl. Look at that one. <laughs> Quetzalcoatl. Is, is this... Andre, I'm going to need you to correct me on this one, buddy. Or we could Google pronunciation. We could, but we're not going to. No, that's too much um, but, I didn't see it. But yes, Fine. this was... I'm going to let you see it, but it was modeled after an actual Aztec temple. Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl. Oh, yeah, we were all way off. I was pronouncing all the letters, and I didn't need to do that. <laughs> I said it right in my head. I just didn't say it out loud. <laughs> oh, okay. Good old really Lord Q. <laughs> yeah. Quetzalcoatl is the god of life, and the god of life is represented by the large serpent heads that adorn the entrance stairway. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's really cool. I mean, it's a beautiful uh, structure to photograph on the outside. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's even better when you go inside. And I want to say, one of my favorite smells in all of Disney comes from this pavilion. And it's when you first walk up to the automatic doors. By the way, I don't know if you knew this, but Aztec temples have automatic doors. <laughs> I did know that, actually. Yeah, it's, it's, and AC. It's pretty cool. They were all about it. AC strong. Aliens probably did help them with that. Yeah. So the automatic doors open up, and you get hit with a smell that's a combination of food and the Mexico water ride, the grand fiesta tour. And it's like this perfect symphony of smells that you just, it's so specific to that pavilion and it's my favorite smell. It's so good. Is there, I don't know. I mean, I know there are some good smells around Disney property. I don't know if you can get better than that one. I mean, I got a uh, wax thing of a flight of passage burning in the background, but yes, I will definitely amen you on that i mean it's like like and and uh, mckenna mentioned the ac that nice combination yeah. of that oh yeah the blast of air yeah oh. that blast of cool air with that smell it's like oh i'm home baby yeah honestly it's one of the best sensations on property mm-hmm. <laughs> I, this is weird i mean and i prefer the light misting and smell of flight of passage over this, misting. Oh, yeah. they shoot little droplets at you. <laughs> it's a light misting. It depends on your seat. Sometimes it's a little, <laughs> yeah, a little more violent than <laughs> a others. Water ride. Yeah, I don't. I love it. I and, and really just that the step out of the humidity, the Florida heat, the combination of that AC blast, the smell, stepping into the darkened um, area where they do like the the rotating art gallery that has for the last few years it's had the the Coco inspired art demonstration of the Dia de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. And it, in the middle of the room, of course, they've got the, the skeleton bride and groom that are in the, in the middle the of that. And the cat and dog. And the cat and dog. 
I don't know. It's pretty good. Like just thinking mm-hmm. about it, I'm like, I could just experience that. And that's like a nice day at Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like many of the pavilions in World Showcase, they do have an area for like a rotating art exhibit. In this one, since 2017, they've had a this particular exhibit that they call Remember Me, La Celebración de la Dia de, de Muertas. I always, I always say it wrong. Dia de Muertas. Muertos. Oh, my God. I retire from speaking Spanish. Yeah, don't. Okay. Probably for the best, buddy. We Garrett, appreciate the effort. Garrett. You will soon be the Spanish. That's right, Garrett. Uh, no. He's taking Spanish right now, so you're going to have to take over doing the... I don't think I will. ...Spanish pronunciations. (laughs) This actually premiered just prior to the debut of Coco. I wonder if they knew. They just knew they had a hit on their hands with Coco, I think. Um, Because if that was like a dud, they wouldn't want all this effort going into making the first thing you see in the Mexico Pavilion based on Coco. They had to know. They They knew. Well, I don't know. They they did make a ride on uh, on that box office smash dinosaur in Animal <laughs> Kingdom. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we all remember dinosaur. <laughs> there is a, a movie called Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was not good. <laughs> yeah. Well, once you leave the art exhibit area, you walk through a portico and down into a beautiful marketplace. Indoors, but it makes you feel like you are in a Spanish plaza at twilight. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's pretty in yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love the ambiance. You've got like um, the strings of lights and banners overhead. Volcano. You've got a volcano in the background mm-hmm. and, an- and another Dupin pyramid. Smart volcano. <laughs> There's a temple inside of a temple. Yeah, temple inside of a temple. Ooh, wow. tem- templeception. <laughs> I, actually, you want to know my favorite part of the pavilion? What is it? It's on the ride. When at the very end of the three caballeros, mm-hmm. um, whenever you're going through, like it looks like a little town on the water. Yeah, that's my favorite part. That of is the cool. Pavilion. I like the start of three caballeros when you can see the the restaurant, the restaurant, and the the entrance to to the ride with like yeah, a head next to it. Mm-hmm. I want to drink that water. Don't drink that water. Don't. Don't do it. I feel like it'd be interesting. You'd die. To say the very least, it would definitely be interesting. You know what do I you, don't do you, like about that ride? Whenever ooh. they get to the little screens and the waiter is like um, opening up a thing and it's a duck, you know? <laughs> and then the other one is like sharpening the knife. I'm like, come on, update it already. Why? That's Why? funny. It's part of the charm. Yeah. <laughs> I love that ride. Yeah. A lot of this ride, so originally this ride was called the Rio del Tiempo, the River of Time, and it was more of a ride through like the sights and sounds and culture of Mexico without the storyline of the three caballeros involved. The ride hasn't really changed that much other than they've added in, of course, the characters and the throughput, mm-hmm. the throughput, the through line of Jose and Panchito looking for Donald the whole time. Yeah. But aside from that, the ride has not changed that much. One of the things I kind of like about the middle of the ride is it almost feels like you're in the Mexico version of It's a Small World, but just blown up it is. to like <laughs> yeah. major size. Yep. That's pretty cool. And I like the little uh, skeleton mariachi band. I love them. 
that you get yeah. to go underneath the bridge and they're up there. They're pretty cool. Yeah, and I also that, think Rod. it's funny whenever Donald hits on all the ladies. Yep. <laughs> hey, we all know Donald Duck is a player. Dude ain't wearing pants. <laughs> Very confident in his game. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's a strong approach. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about the ride. The ride's been there since the pavilion opened. Let's talk about the fact that also... Real quick on the ride, did did anybody here get to experience the uh, River of Time? Yeah, I wrote it. Okay, all right. I I, I never got a chance to uh, check that out, so I was just curious. Garrett, stop lying to people. Garrett went back in time to ride the River of Time. Well, Uh, it is the River of Time, so... Yeah, Mm -hmm. I did. I don't remember that much about it. I, I will say I feel like probably when I was a kid, I thought it was boring if you drink the water you can go back in time to ride that's the how original I did it. ride that, that's that's what i did. oh my god this is not true the water don't try, of time. It. try it i don't know i heard everyone, it on a podcast so it must be true everyone especially kids go and drink that water and drink as three much caviars. as you can get a hold of yeah no chug boy. it chug the water anyways um <laughs> The changeover from River of Time to uh, Grand Fiesta Tour happened April 6, 2007. And um, one of the things I love so much about the Grand Fiesta Tour is that they've got the animatronics of Jose Pinchito and Donald at the end that actually come from the Mickey Mouse review from the Magic Kingdom, which is something Landon and I talked about on a previous M3 4D. And I love the fact that they salvaged those uh, those three animatronics and kept them going. And they still look good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except when, when all whenever, three of them are standing. Yeah. Whenever they break. Wasn't it Panchito that went down? He died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had Panchito a bit it for a while. For <laughs> yeah, they did. They put a little oh, memorial wow. for him. <laughs> He's back now, but yes, while he was gone, they put like a flower memorial for him. They bathed yeah, he, him in the water and he came back. He got better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny. It, it was a little sad. I was like, uh oh, is he not coming back? Dead. It's just now the two caballeros. <laughs> <laughs> they. they Got a glass of the water from the right and just poured it into his mouth, yeah. and he rose back up. The water saved him. <sighs> Anyways, while you're riding the Grand Fiesta Tour, when you first start off, you'll see on your right diners, guest eating, <gasps> guest eating Mexican food. Um, those people are eating. <laughs> I thought you were saying dinosaurs. <laughs> That's what I thought too. I thought you went dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to. I was trying to act like it's a feature of the ride, but there inside the pavilion is the San Angel Inn, which is located right on the water side of the Grand Fiesta. We Tour. ate there. We have eaten there. It was fine. I didn't like it because I'm not a fan of tomatoes. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, like I remember it. that being y'all's resounding review. It's fine. I didn't like it. I have to say, I feel like this place relies on its location more than it does worrying about having really good food. Oh yeah, yeah I could I could see that. That's a big draw, and I would imagine can you can you request to have a seat mm-hmm. on the water? Yeah, you can. We okay. we should have honestly because you basically you just tell them like you're willing to wait. I mean, they might not be able to accommodate you, but you can request a seat by the water side, right by the ride. And I would suggest you do that because, I mean. The food is fine. It was, it, even like the salsa and queso wasn't outstanding. Amazing. Yeah. And that's, oh, that's not mm, a that's, hard thing to do. Right. 
So. Oh, that's that's kind of a bummer because because like I, I remember y'all just saying it was fine, and I thought, well, you know, I can just sit sit by the water and eat chips and queso and salsa and and be fine with it. But even that's just kind of eh. yeah. All they have to do is make good food. <laughs> <laughs> that, it is that simple. Thanks, Garrett. Yeah, they didn't know. Um, just outside of the temple, if you go back out into the actual open air. Across on the World Showcase Lagoon side is a table service restaurant called La Hacienda de San Angel. I think has a very similar menu to the San Angel Inn. I haven't looked into it, but it, it based on you know our experience, I I don't know. I would be somewhat hesitant to try it. Yeah. However, there is a quick service location that's connected to the Hacienda called Cantina del San Angel and de San Angel, and you can get. Tacos, empanadas, and churros. I would almost be more willing just to give that a whirl. I love an empata- empanada. Mm-hmm. Empatada. Yeah, I can't. My nose is. I'm all. I'm kind of stuffed up right now. <gasps> COVID. No. Now, if you're coming to Mexico no. for a drink, you got a, a couple options. Outside the pavilion is Choza de Margarita, specializes in margaritas, located to the left of the entrance of the Mexico pyramid or go inside to La Cava del Tequila. Yeah. By the way, there's a star rating thing there. Why are there so many stars? That's a lot of stars. I don't know. What? La Cava del Tequila. I mean, that's, that's a very popular spot. I know a uh, giant Disney super fan, uh, Neil Patrick Harris is a big, big fan of uh, Cava de, uh, del Tequila or de Tequila. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, he's not just a fan. He actually created a margarita for La Cava. That's why he's a super fan. Yeah. I love Dr. Horrible. <laughs> I cannot drink in Mexico unless I get a beer because nobody likes Sam when she drinks tequila. And if I do drink tequila, I'm usually doing an apology tour the next day. So <laughs> I just avoid it. <laughs> I mean, that is a cool place, and if you're like Sam and tequila doesn't agree with you, it might not be the best place, but it's like some of their margaritas are very out there, let's just say. They have some very eccentric uh, and I don't want maybe maybe a little bit uh, non-traditional margarita options where, where it's like me, it's like, I just, I just want a dang margarita. And if you get the regular margarita, it's like twenty one ninety five. Yeah, I mean, they are expensive. You can get mm-hmm. classic margaritas. My favorite is the avocado margarita. I really enjoy it. Like, I don't like avocado. Is that something that that, that I should try? Or is it like, like yeah. if, if you don't like avocado, just stay away? No, I, I don't think so. Because I, know, I, I would understand, like, if you were worried that it might have a heavy avocado taste. I don't think that it does. I, I think it just has, like, a nice, smooth taste to it. I enjoy it a lot. Okay. I'd well, say give we'll it a shot. This- We'll add this to my ever-growing list of things I want to try the next time I'm down there. Yeah. I would say do it for sure. I'm going to tell you, the Black Magic Margarita is expensive, and I didn't like it quite as much as the avocado one. So, Is that the one with the black sugar on the rim? Mm -hmm. That's the Neil Patrick Harris one. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I I would just say, I mean, you might like it, but it's, it's it's a pretty penny. Yeah. Well, one time I went in there and they did have, for a short period of time, moonshine. Um, And I got a moonshine drink and it was pretty good. That was only like a moment, though. Didn't last very long, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Garrett, what do you like to drink at La Cava del Tequila? Um, 
all the alcohol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Old booze hound Garrett over there. Yeah. But but I will say it like especially for Cava Del Tequila, there's always a wait to get in there, even just for the walk up, like get your drink from the bar and and beat it. Like like if you want to go into the actual restaurant itself, and it's like they have some killer chips and queso. I will say that I haven't had the uh, the San and Angel in uh, food, and and y'all weren't that big on their chips and salsa and queso over there. I love. Uh, what they have to offer in Cava de, uh, del Tequila. Mm-hmm. Man, I sound like such a East Tennessee hillbilly trying to pronounce these names. You're doing great, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I yeah. just don't try. <laughs> yeah. I know well, I sound like go. a just in Just in general. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, so a couple other things. They have a mariachi band that performs in Mexico no. called Mariachi Cobre. Not right now. They're very good. Well, they're performing on the um, American Gardens Theater stage. They, are. they didn't get laid off. No. Oh, good. No, and play. if you're there, we I sat. Was it who I was with who? someone? What? Was who? it with you? Me. Who? Yeah. We sat down. We watched it. They're very, very. Oh very, yeah, they're very, awesome. Very good. <laughs> they were doing the Mariachi Cobre presents the story of Coco, but they're not doing that anymore. But that was so cool. I wish they had kept that going because that's on, where they had the little uh, Miguel yeah, marionette yeah. on my list of performers in Epcot. I would put them. Right up at number one with everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is insulting. They're very good. They're very good. Uh, they are very they good. They get number one. They're the best. Like, and if you have the opportunity walking around the world the showcase, take a couple minutes to, to, to watch them. Yeah, definitely do the, do it. And uh, then if you want to meet Donald, you can also get a picture with Donald. Not right now. They're not Don- doing the Donald meet and greet, but he'll come back eventually. And, and he's just usually right out on the side of the Mexico yeah. Pavilion. Can ducks. Get COVID, and he's wearing he's wearing his poncho and sombrero. Wouldn't it be Corvid? And Landon and I have a really awesome picture with Donald. It's true. I was just about to say one of my favorite pictures that I've taken at Disney was was with Samantha Monorail, us uh, and our buddy Donald. Yeah, like, yeah. like I love that picture. That That's is a good awesome. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm actually wearing the shirt that 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 I was in that. Day. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Donald is a fun meet and greet anyway. He is. Mm-hmm. He's cool. I feel like I just had a joke and it was very unappreciated. I didn't get it. So we're, we're moving just, on. We we're on. Mo- that's, that's a sign that your joke wasn't that good. Now the fact that you're going back and looking on it is. I'm very mad about this. Clearly. You look like one of the Ramones right now. Thank I'm, you. I'm so offended that you didn't laugh at my joke. Let's go back and talk about how your dad said dinosaurs. 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 Yeah. Um, I didn't mention that there are two major areas that are represented by the Mexico World Showcase Pavilion. The arid desert region is portrayed at the Cantina de San Angel, while Mexican tropics are represented as a Mayan temple rising out of the Yucatan jungle, which is over, that's what you see over on the uh, left-hand side. As you embark on the Grand Fiesta Tour. In the arid desert part, they really do make it feel like I'm burning alive. So they did a good job. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. But uh, I love it. I'm just going to say, the Mexico Pavilion, if we we go and, and finish up our rankings of the pavilions as we had started way back in March, for me... I, oof, I've got Japan number one. I think I think I think I would probably put Mexico number two. 
for me. So Japan and then Mexico. Garrett, I'm going to assume I'm going to assume it's number 1 for you. No. Just like everything else. No. It's um 0.5. So it's up there. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> Mexico's Garrett's favorite. Uh, I'm just kidding. It's number 1. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Landon, do you have your list? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, saved on my I'm a phone over here. Where would you slot in Mexico? Since this is our last breakdown, we're going to get the entire world showcase going bottom to top. Last place, America. <laughs> Woo! Oh. Yeah, let that one sink in. Uh, then Canada, Morocco, Italy, China, France, Germany, Norway, UK, Japan, and then at oh. number one is Mexico. Wow. Save the best for last. This is a place where if I go to Epcot and literally all I do is hang out in Mexico, I'm cool with that. Whether it's the whether it's the drinks, the food, uh, I can go get on uh, the three caballeros because it's practically a walk-on at all times. Like, I love the Mexico Pavilion. Resounding endorsement. Number and, one with the bullet, ladies and gentlemen. And don't forget the diner sellers. The diner sellers. Low-key, one of my favorite parts of, of that entire area. <laughs> Samantha Monorail. Remind me my list. No. Okay, top to bottom. You had Japan number one, Germany number two, Morocco number three. Number four is France. Five is Italy. Six is Norway. Seven, Canada. Eight, China. Nine, America. And ten, UK. So, if you put it right above Norway. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty low for you then. Yeah. Bottom half of the list. It's... I can't drink there. (laughs) (laughs) And that ruins it. Well, at least you know your limits. I respect that. I mean, like, if all the alcohol in the world disappeared except tequila... I would never drink again. I don't believe that for a second. Oh, I believe it because it's not its not fun for me the next day and everyone starts telling me what happened. I'm like, oh, God, I'm an awful person. Well, if you hear that, just start drinking more tequila. You'll forget about that and you can have uh, some other stuff to apologize in the future. I really will. I will never drink tequila again. Plus, it really hurts my stomach. I don't think I digest it. So, all right, my turn. So, McKenna, I saved you for last because obviously you feel that you are the person who's correct. I am. And you correct. have the correct list. I so, do. So, where does Mexico actually belong? I need to re- be reminded okay. of my correct Yours list. Yours is Japan, Germany, Morocco, America, Italy, Canada, Norway, China, France, UK. Put it behind Norway. Oh my goodness! I it's pretty low for me, but yeah. that's because the only reason I go into the Mexico Pavilion is to cool off or ride the three caballeros. Wow! I don't do much in there, and maybe it, when I age more, <laughs> I'll be able to do more. <laughs> nope, you're gonna have but, the same problem I have with tequila. Okay. Um, I guess no, for your 21st birthday, assuming the world stopped burning by then, we're going to tear down Mexico. <laughs> oh, no. Poor Mexico. What did it do? 
I mean that in a fun-loving way. Whenever I say tear it down, it's cheeky and fun, you know, not tragic and cruel. <laughs> McKenna, don't tragic. you like shopping at La Princesa de Cristal? No. It's a little crystal shop in I, there. I did it. No, I'm good. Do you like shopping at La Tienda Encantada? Uh, no. That's a jewelry and accessory Encantada. store. I'm, it's Encan not really Encantada. my thing. Encantada. How about El Ranchito del Norte? No. No? No. All right. I will say that's, that, that might be one of the lesser parts of the Mexico Pavilion is the merchandise and stuff like that, unless you want to be that guy walking around in, in your sombrero. Yeah, right? those guys are great. Uh -huh, yeah. They're the best. That'd be funny. We should have done that Like from each pavilion. What's the stereotypical bro guy thing to purchase from the pavilion? <laughs> Mexico is the big sombrero. I like the, right. Oh, it definitely like the, is, yeah. Um, the little ukuleles. ukuleles they have there. Yeah. Those are those are cool. Oh, okay, and 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 I do like some of the sugar skull um, yeah. sculptures they have. Those are cool. I uh, yeah, I like sugar. I will skull. go to bat for that. Yeah, yeah me too. I yeah. would agree. So that puts a wrap on our virtual walkthrough world showcase. But here's how I wanted to end it. So our friend Bob, when we were doing this, he decided that we didn't have enough work on our hands. So he suggested <laughs> <laughs> actually kind of like ranking each pavilion based on different categories. So. Food, entertainment, drinks, oh God, let's not. aesthetic. We're not going to do that. I, I, unless you guys want to just like give your opinion on where things ended up. But what I did instead was I asked the Monday Morning Monorail family on Facebook, and I tweeted out the call to action for our followers to basically give me your top three in these categories. I compiled all of those results and I tabulated the scores, and I'm ready to share them with you now. Okay. Shout out to Bob for Hi, giving Bob. us for giving us this idea. And his wife. Bob and his wife. My wife. <laughs> I was going to say, no, I'm not going to. I was thinking of meet George Jetson. Yeah. And That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, okay. So based on food, the people, our friends and family in the Monday morning monorail community rated Japan as the number one location for food in it World Showcase. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Number two was France. Oh, I, hmm. I, I like the food in France. And then number three was Italy. Yeah. So Japan, France, Italy. They forgot Germany. Mexico. Yeah. Mexico was four. And actually, surprisingly, Germany was like way down the list. Tied what? with UK. Yeah. Behind Canada. Oh, behind... I'm glad UK is at the bottom. Well, no votes for Norway. Just so you know. They have a good little bakery. Not a single person voted for Norway. America and China also received only one vote. Oh. Hmm. Uh, in terms of drinks, number one, the UK. No, no, no. Sorry. 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 I missed it because this one stood out so much. Number one is Mexico. 70, okay. I get that. Yeah. 77 points for Mexico. The UK came in second with 38. So that's how far behind everything else was. Wow. Mexico ran away with that category. Yeah. And then coming in third place in the drink category was Germany. Yeah. They have yeah. Strong, mm -hmm. strong selection of uh, beers. France was fourth. So they have good drinks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then I asked everybody to rate the pavilions on entertainment. Number one, Japan. Mexico. Oh, come on, people. They rated Mexico number one. What's wrong? What's wrong with Mexico? No, I I like it. I like the mariachi band, but the um, in Japan they have heart the, surgeon. No, <laughs> <laughs> I 
They have the drummers. Number yeah. two. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, those are good. Yeah, I know. I I would rank it very highly for the drummers as well. Matt Teresa. Uh-huh. Um, America- probably go one and two in that order: Mexico, then Japan. Yeah. Yo, shout out to the uh, to the performers in France with the chair stacking. Yeah, that is like so cool. Stacking I like British Revolution. Yeah. yeah, I do like British Revolution. So the UK was at the bottom of this category, along with Alice Canada. Is pissed. Yeah, Morocco, Italy, Germany, all at the bottom of the list. The band in Canada is really fun. They yeah. are. Yeah, but here's how it shook out. So Mexico number one, America number two, and a lot of people said they voted that based on the fact that the American Garden Theater is there, That's which I was like, count. Mm. yeah, I That's don't know. Not like super part of America. It's just it's there. Norway, it's there. Norway's third. Based on Frozen Ever After. <laughs> Great. <laughs> because entertainment included attractions. Yeah. And then Japan was fourth. So. Okay. And then aesthetic. Overall aesthetic. How beautiful the pavilion is. Number one, Japan. Italy. Yeah, it's Japan pretty. is pretty. Yeah. Italy yeah. is beautiful, though. Tied for second, France and Morocco. Uh, Morocco's, uh, Morocco's awesome. amazing. Where's mm-hmm. Germany? France looks nice. I like it. Yeah. In third place... China. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I thought that was going to end up being Well, I guess one. that's technically China. Fourth, fourth place, but yes. China is really pretty. It is. Mm-hmm. And then coming up in fifth place is the UK. What? Uh, no votes for America. I, U- <laughs> I actually think the UK looks really nice. Yeah. No votes for America. Canada, by the way, uh, tied in second to last place with uh, the UK. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, no. Canada was second to last, and then uh, China, surprisingly. Yeah, that is surprising. Mm. No, I'm getting my cat. I'm getting my uh, columns messed up. Sorry, uh, Italy. Sorry, Italy was the one that um, it was Canada and Italy, and then uh, America. Those are the ones that did not rate well in aesthetic. Well, America, the aesthetic in America sucks. Yeah, it got no votes. It's gross. Yeah, kind of bland. It's it's really nice. Italy is pretty. Yeah, the statues in Italy. And the fountain. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. so pretty. So here's how it shook out overall. Based on those four categories, the number one World Showcase Pavilion is France. What? What? No. No. I'm leaving. Wow. Wow. Uh I was going to say, like, like when we started rattling them off, what France came in at number two for food, it's like, that seems a little high. No, I'm going to reserve that comment for this. (laughs) France is number one. Number one. No. I'm yeah. okay with it. I is this, like is this just to spite me? I think so. I like wow. it. France I, cannot be number one here. I mean, France isn't 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 a bad spot. I mean, there's clearly no bad st- uh, stops on the World Showcase, but number one, number one, they do have wow. they do have those crepes. Oh, they do have those crepes. You can get crepes <laughs> if in the real world you can get crepes in almost every other country. Um, but it's a French thing. They have we're talking thing. about world showcase yeah. here. It's a European thing. We're not talking about actual countries. Yeah. Uh, okay, number two overall, Japan. Which, yeah. 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 Okay. Japan, yeah. I, would, I would have been okay if Japan was number one. I would have been happy if Japan was number one. Yeah. Number Japan three. should probably be number one. Third place, the UK. I'm overriding Yeah, there this. we go, my people. UK is pretty good. I like UK. <laughs> um, hello, governor. Number four, Morocco. Yeah, I like Morocco a good. lot. Although my sense of smell is weird, so that the, that smell of like the incense makes me want to leave. <laughs> and then number five, Italy. 
So okay. yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, uh, just uh, just outside the top five, Germany and Norway, they were tied for six. Germany has pretzels, so they get a high ranking for me. Where did Mexico come in in, in, in that last ranking? Number one. I thought that was my sorry. I thought that was my um, aggregated total at the bottom. I messed up. Mexico's number two overall. So okay. So it's you're just being confusing. I am confusing. <laughs> well, it's confusing me because it's hard to read. It's small writing. Sorry, France, Mexico, Japan are the top France, three. Mexico, Japan. France, okay. Should have right. been France, Mexico, Mexico Japan. Japan. France is number one. Mexico's number two. Japan is number three. Yeah. UK, Morocco, Italy. Okay. That's what it is. Okay. It's a strong top six. It is a strong Again, top six. Like like I said, there there are no bad stops on the world showcase, but I mean, like I could I could get behind that top six. Yeah. I go France, I get crepe. Yeah. I France. Get, I am happy. And soon France is gonna get another boost when Ratatouille opens. Yep. That is true. So so France is probably honestly, based on all that, maybe a solid number one. Maybe with the rat involved. Yeah. The rat. And the then, rat. And then just Does that ride have a have a opening date at this point or is it just kind of shoulder shrug? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Although they okay. did officially hang the sign. Yes, it looks so cool back there. Yeah. So I wanna go to Epcot. <laughs> I want to go see Rat. So once again, since I made it super confusing, <laughs> France, number one. Number two, Mexico. Number three, Japan. Number four, UK. Five, Morocco. And six, Italy. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty okay. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm pretty sure Canada's in last place based on this. That doesn't make sense, though. Any surprises? I mean, other than that, like like Canada being because I'll be honest, it's like as much as I love the UK, I am very surprised to hear it placed that high. Yeah, uh, the UK is maybe a little bit high. I I do feel shocked that China is as low as it as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that because it is based on my um, aggregated scores. It's second to last. Okay, wow. millenn- millennial, they can't all be winners. I'm not saying that, but I. How is China so low? What am I going to do with all liberal. these participation trophies? Oh, come on! <laughs> I thought my millennial comment was funny. It was. So there you go. We finished it. It was confusing. It was a mess, just like this <laughs> whole scream. Podcast. We laughed. We cried. It was better than cats. Um, just like everything else in the world, got them. Final. Oh. <laughs> final world showcase thoughts. Anyone? I'm going to echo what Sam said. I want to go to Epcot. Like, like once again, I'm wearing my Epcot t-shirt so much. I want to go back. My oh, final just, just wear your dang mask so I can go back, please. My final thoughts on World Showcase is that they're all really good. Nice. Go ahead and put that on the poster out front. They're all pretty good, says Garrett Monorail. They go number one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't think we're topping that. Well, thank you guys for helping us out there, voting on the different categories, participating out there in the Monday Morning Monorail family. You're welcome. Not you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. No, no thanks to you. Uh, but we do it. That was rude. We definitely, we definitely appreciate you engaging with us and, and helping us to compile these lists and and just the fact that you're listening and enjoying the show is that's a. That's a great thing. We we really mm-hmm. are grateful for you. Yeah. So y'all rule. Yeah. 
So I think we've used up our time for today, so why don't we wrap things up? Garrett, you want to plug your stuff? Um, on every social media, I am called Skelegummy. In other words, Skelegummy everywhere. Skelegummy. Skelegummy everywhere. Yeah, that's right. Landon, over to you. Uh, L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me, Landon Doe, I'm the best, Landon Doe, not the rest. Sorry, I uh, had to move it along because we are running long, ladies and gentlemen. Now you can uh, head over to my website, buttmunchchips.com, buttmunchchips. Sit on your butt and munch. It's where a bunch of really outdated podcasts live and probably more accurately die. I see the numbers. I know nobody goes there. Uh, but in lieu of that, I invite you to go to the iTunes store and search and subscribe for Near Fall Radio, a podcast with myself and Will Rab talking about the sweet science of professional wrestling. Uh, remember, uh, five stars or GTFO on those reviews. And uh, I'm also on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI, a radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at News Talk 98. 7.com and also available in the iHeartRadio app and uh, the News Talk app as well. Nicely done. Almost in one breath. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're at Morning Monorail on Twitter, Monday Morning Monorail, everywhere else. Please join the Monday Morning Monorail family group on Facebook. Visit our website, Monday Morning Monorail Podcast.com. You can find a link there to the T Public store where you can buy merch and represent the Monday Morning Monorail family. There were some people buying some merch on Halloween yesterday. I got some notifications. Thanks for whoever that was. Yeah, thanks. Dinosaur. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, we do a live show every Tuesday night, the Parks and Monorail's most magical hour live with our friends Jen and Frank from Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz. That's Jen. every... Jen... That's every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. You can join the chat box on the YouTube. And if you're on the Monday Morning Monorail family group, you'll see it stream live there as well. Don't miss it. Landon's been popping up here and there. Who knows? He might be there. Maybe. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was fun. I made an appearance for Old Man Frank's uh, birthday stream. Hopefully, I'll be able to make more of a habit in the future. That was, that was fun. We know it's late for you, though. You have an early... Uh, rise time during the week. Yeah, yeah. I have to get up in the middle of the night to go to work. You get up way before the rise boarding groups open up. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) You would think whenever I go down there, it's like I'm used to getting up at like 4 a.m. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to be first in line for that rise uh, group. No, no, I I want to sleep. Yeah, of course you got to get So that's another reason why I'm super excited that uh, you can get a uh, rise group or at least try to from your hotel room. Yeah, absolutely. To bring it full circle. (laughs) Well, thank you all so much for listening. Once again, we appreciate you. Please tell your friends, please rate and review us on the iTunes. And more importantly, come back next week for episode 133 of the Monday morning monorail podcast. We can't force you to come back. We would love for you to come back. (laughs) Or can we? And whether we see you Tuesday night or next Monday morning, we hope you have a magical week. Bye bye. Yeah. Deuces. Oh my god. Bye. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. (laughs) See y'all.